welcome everybody to Not Funny Politics. Um, it's not funny because sometimes you really need somewhere to laugh through the tears at the world <laughs> of pain around us. It is 2024 and we are heading into the most crucial election of our lifetime again. <laughs> but for real, we'll see. Strike that, reverse it. Who knows? Join us in the return of the Internet's best political discussion podcast, bar none. Join me, Dr. John, in the discussion cage match with my co-hosts and debate interlocutors, Casey and Eric. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello gentlemen. Yeah, yes. That's good. Talk over each other. Let's get that <laughs> out of the way. Okay, well, we'll just keep talking yes. and, and probably over. Yeah, that's, yes, uh, yeah, just on, talk Casey. over each other. We got to be men, men, Way men. to go, Sakura. Yeah. Way to go. All right. Shush. Okie dokie. All right. Let us begin by checking in on our we're fucked counter. I currently have it standing at one. Does anybody want to add to the we're fucked counter? I mean, we're fucked. Okay, there it <laughs> we is. Are we are at two, folks. <laughs> I'm I'm in positive another one right now. So all right, fucked. all right, okay. We're at three, I think. So <laughs> now let us begin digging into our topics as determined by a random roll of the dice. Roll it will be me, me who goes first this week, followed by Casey and finally Eric. So topic one, me. Go. Now, I wanted to bring up and what I chose to talk about was the Protect Democracy uh, initiative has produced their authoritarian playbook for 2025. The main author of this project, along with others, is Amanda Carpenter, one of your favorites, Casey. Nice. Um, she actually left the bulwark to join this element, and she's back. What, yes, what's interesting about this is the idea that in January they're talking about Trump's descent into things, and what they are documented here is things that most likely will make him a larger threat if he is reelected in 2024, considering his promises, powers, and plans that he has basically been cooking up, or rather, other people have been cooking up for him. Uh, and the report that they put together, which I will include the download for it, you can download it for free has the following topics on which uh, Trump has made explicit promises and about which his allies have developed specific plans for federal government action, including pardons for licensed lawbreaking, directing investigations against critics and rivals, regulatory retaliation, federal law enforcement overreach, and domestic deployment of the military. These are the main ones they draw upon. And so I wanted to put to you guys uh, what are your thoughts about that? What do you want to talk about regarding this? Do you think that those are that is a sufficient covering of the material? And do you think that is part of the major threat of Donald Trump? And this is worth considering, particularly since if you really want to know what people around him are thinking about doing, all you have to do is go over to the Heritage Foundation and read their 2025 game plan, where they basically tell you out loud, this is some of the stuff they want to do. Um, if he's elected, um, we're fucked. <laughs> there we go. We're up to three, <laughs> folks. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, he, we know he's vindictive. We know he's got some batshit plans he wants to do, and I, I think that that list is mild in comparison to what he's going to try to do. I think it's supposed uh, to be think... focused in the fact that these are these are categories under which there is more. I'm just giving you the oh. overview. The report goes into detail. Oh, I these. think that is like someone Jason Miller's focused list. <laughs> but once Trump is actually there, it will be so wild and out of focus, and he's just going to attack everyone. Possibly. But, I, I don't think it's possible. I think he's going to 
I think all this the the shit he truths out, he's going to try to do like his CNN should be shut down. MSNBC should have their license revoked. I think he's going to actually try that. I think he's going to try to go after Eugene Carroll. Mm, he's already doing that, but yeah, he's gonna he hates judges, you know. Yeah, I think he is going to just sweep through and do whatever he wants until he dies of a stroke. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, so I think, I think we say that with the same sort of assumption that Donald Trump becomes president in the same way that he became president in 2016, which is with an overwhelming majority of, or, or a sim- at least a simple majority even of Republicans across, across the Congress as well. Right, both the House of Representatives and the Senate, and I, I'm not sure he's going to have that. I don't know, right? It that is still in debate. I think in in the air a little bit more than I mean, same as the the presidential is. I don't think any of us know how that's going to go. I think we're all terrified about how that may go. We're all mm-hmm. slightly hopeful but scared about our 80 year old, 82 year old candidate and for how it could go the other way. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know that he'll have just flat out power come 2025. Okay, you should go read the Heritage Report. They have I basically should. decided that yes, he can, and yeah. they have actually started laying even out with, like, how a divided he will. Congress. Even with well, the that's Congress. the thing is they're doing. A lot, they're relying. This is purely relying on executive power. They're literally looking to undermine independent agencies, weaponize executive departments. Um, like the DOJ and other things in order and DHS in order to force their agenda. And honestly, let's be let's be completely honest here. What is Congress really going to do that he is actually going to listen to? Look at what happened last time. They will ignore them and stonewall them and just do whatever they want. Well, I mean, Trump is using the using the court system, not vice versa. Right. And so in a way that Trump note, there was a good at least a good um <clears throat> a good pod from the the main flagship bulwark podcast recently i forget which day it was this past week but it was wednesday or thursday i want to say and it had um, a gentleman on it talking about the fact that trump has always been in courtrooms all of his life oh yeah oh yeah yeah, so so he knows how to play the system right now and he is purposely dragging his feet he is purposely causing disruption he learned from he learned from Cohen back in the day, yeah, not from Roy Cohen. And so the problem with that is he's trying to just be elected and get rid of everything. Well, that's the thing. His key element is debate. Is key is delay. That's always his ally. What goes to that report though? He's testing the water with the border bill. He's testing it. He is he is showing that he's the most powerful person in this country. He literally told Congress, do not pass this bill that you have bipartisan support on. Sink it. Tank it now. I do not want Biden to have a win. And they did it. This is well, testing it. They have done and- it te- technically, but I don't know if it's going to – there may be a way around it. But it's going to be a heavier lift because it won't be necessarily something that will be uh, easy to right. do. Because McConnell's a coward. McConnell's right. a coward. Well, this would be the moment if McConnell's ever going to step up. No, he's, he's going to do yeah, it why, now. Why, why They're all that? wimps. That's the problem. Well, Every one of them wimps. in the Senate will roll yeah. over. I mean, the that's most cringiest saying. of cringe was was Rick Scott. I'm not Rick Scott. Uh, Tim Scott. But that, that's what I'm saying is they're going to use the. He's using this to prove like, yeah, once I get in office, these people are going to do anything I say. I'm not even in office now and they're doing what I'm going to say. So he'll just get in and steamroll over them and they're going to let him do it. And he and the only way he would be stopped is if he won the presidency, but Democrats took 
full house and Senate. No, I don't think that will stop him either. It will create a mess is what it will do. It will not mess, actually stop. But... I don't think it's going to actually stop him. I mean, honestly, I firmly believe I, I lean Democrat. I'm an independent, but I lean liberal Democrat. But I'm going to tell you right now, I want a sane Republican Party to exist. I'm going to put that marker down right now because it's important to have that back and forth. I understand that. But right now we're living in a situation where that's not true at all. We're living in a situation where we have one sane party and we have one party who has gone cuckoo crazy. And I have I've actually made jokes about this one day saying this to one of my close friends who I won't name here. But he's a he's a conservative and a Republican. And the way the things that he actually wanted to do when he ran for office um what he wanted to do, I said, give it a little while, and he will basically find himself being a conservative Democrat in a little while. Well, Democrats are starting to move toward the conservative well, side. I'm just saying the that Republicans the spread, are pushing so far. Yeah, it's, it's the spread of that area in the middle, that Overton yeah. window. It's going to eventually be the point where he won't be a Republican anymore. He'll literally end up being a conservative Democrat before yeah. too long. Or as I like to say, Republican classic. <laughs> I like classic Republicans. Well, you can't see you can have a conversation with a classic Republican. Well, there are many facets, the MAGA, but the MAGA facets side, inside of it. Right. But but I feel I could sit there and have a conversation with Liz Cheney. I don't have to like her, but I can have a conversation yeah. with her and be like, okay, we can find some common ground on things that we agree on and maybe move forward and have a conversation. If I were in a room with Marjorie Taylor Greene, I would just want to I want to strangle myself. Like and that's I would a topic. just be like, I can't be in the room with you because you're so nuts. And that's a topic for a future time is the idea that the current MAGA Republican Party has no conception of how or desire to govern. It's all performative. Oh, yeah. yeah. All that's where the money is. Well, that's what it is. It's just, it's just outrage. And they literally were doing absolutely nothing for their constituents. Nothing other than putting them in an entertainment situation, which is why they all like Donald Trump, because he's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, where they're about to go, they're about they're about to either either the MAGA group is going to take over and get another term in office, and our country goes to hell, or they're going to lose, and the MAGA group might just fizzle out. Actually, because... I think they'll splinter. I'll say that. I'll think they'll. Yeah, splinter. I was going to say, does MAGA become its own party? Do, do MAGA becomes it, a party if he does, doesn't get do the Republicans, nomination? Do Republicans just become MAGA, and the the normie Republicans, as you might call them, do they become a third party? I actually think they'll try to push. They'll try to take the they Republican name. I think they'll try to take the Republican name and make the MAGAs become a third party. I think they. Would I leave think the it Republican depends on name. if Trump allows them to. At this point, you know. True. Well, not that I think. Well, that's all about getting want, away from Trump. If you're splitting yeah, away, but Trump's from a Trump, branding guy. Right, and that's what I'm saying. If you are splitting away from Trump and you're going to create a third party with Republican classic, you need to stay away from the term Republican because the name itself is yeah, he has toxic. poisoned it. Exactly. Yeah, he's made. So toxic. they would have to become the the Lincoln Party. I or thought something. the Lincoln Party was a great name for. I think that's a good name too. I, I really like that when it spawned and they've had their. Well, but they, I want them to put their backbones back in some of them first, please. <laughs> well, I want them to not have some scandals to make sure that they're. You know, we, we need to be scandal free as we're fighting this fight, you know, as, as best as possible. I know we're all human, but we, we got to do our best to, to prove what can be. All right. So there we go. That's topic one. Now, topic two, we are turning our attention to Casey. Go. So we had the wonderful New Hampshire primary um, this week um, where Nikki Haley came in second, um, but you would listen to her speech. You would think she came in first. 
where I want to go with that is she did finally did something no other Republican has done. And is it a smart thing or not? She has poked the bear. Or as Eddie Izzard would say, she poked the badger with the spoon. And she is trying to get under his skin. reference. <laughs> and she is trying to force him to make a mistake by making him upset. No one else has done this. Oh. No one else has tried. Chris Christie I mean, kind of tried, but it didn't go anywhere. He he went to a certain degree, and then he kind of pulled back because of the whole general election. She is just her mm. and him, and she is like, I'm going to dig this needle in under that fingernail, and I'm going to twist and turn. What do we think is about to happen? Because I think she runs, I think she runs the risk of making him look good. Because I think she's going to piss him off so much and he's going to lash out when he lashes out because of the way we treat women in this country. We're going to see it as she deserved it because she was going after him for being old or whatever. And he's going to use that to his advantage. We'll know what she really did, but I think he's going to be able to flip it. I think he's going to try and spin that. But the problem is he has a woman problem and he has for Definitely. a while now. It's been a growing issue. Mm -hmm. And I think that it, it just as easily could backfire on him because honestly, if you take a look back, I was listening to, I don't know, maybe in the secret podcast or one of the other bulwark podcasts, a bunch of us here, me and Eric, at least definitely listen to a lot of these. But one of the things they were talking about was that one of the things that sort of helped him out when he got elected in 2016 was there was a period where he shut up right before the election, right? When not long after Comey did his little, you know, October surprise on Hillary, he shut up. Yeah, he and goes quiet like he, the last month. The last yeah, week. and it was like, and it was like that's what happens when he does that. The way he's been over on True Social, people forget he becomes abstract. He becomes this non-entity where they forget what he really is. The more loudly he is out there spewing this stuff, it actually does him more damage. She could actually cause him to self-inflict. Well, that's what she's trying to do. She's yeah, she trying is. To she's make trying him to bait him so mad that he will just lash out and say something stupid because she is banking on him confusing her with Nancy Pelosi again. Oh my gosh! Or any of the other little slips he's been doing recently, and yeah, they're getting more is, and more. Is that really slowing him down? No, and that's where I'm like, that's where right. I think she's running I mean, the line is. I, I think I think to simply try to make him look foolish isn't going to work. You need to call him out. You need to call him. No, out that's what shit. you should be doing. You should be calling. And that's him what out. she's not doing. But right. does she have the ability to? Right. So so here's an idea I've been playing with. And I kind of mentioned this beforehand. Yes, I am changing my third topic on the fly. Um, is, is the Haley death march here. The, the honorable death march, as I call it, which is she carries through. We know she's not going to win. She knows she's not going to win yeah. any more states, right? New Hampshire is probably it. I think there might be one or two more. She might win American Samoa. Let's say, you know, like yeah. who knows, right? But like she might win DC. I mean, the Coke brother, the, um, the Coke company just know, said DC that they're going to, they think that the money should now go to Nikki, that she is the candidate that should get it. And and so here's my question. Can she essentially do an honorable death march until the convention where maybe she just lays low, but she's constantly pounding the message of why he's bad of the truths of everything. She comes out, she actually shows her patriotism. She says the truth about shit instead of playing politics all the time and just, and does what Christie couldn't. But now that she's in the race, now that she has delegates, she marches towards the convention with the hope that some of the, you know, something takes its toll in terms of either uh, the courts 
um, or maybe just a, a spine, but like a is health there related any... incident, which is what they all want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I she, think she's she burger from heaven, as as Tim would yes. say. But like, I yeah, think exactly. she is waiting to see what the but courts are going to do. Is it worth it for her? Should she do the honorable? I think she should, but will she? Is it even possible to blah blah blah? Like, what are your what are your thoughts on something like that? Am I just being way out of left field? What no, I I, I think it's a valid point because she has not necessarily There's demonstrated no a strong point. a strong spine. I mean, she doesn't necessarily seem to have it. But I mean, honestly, if she wanted, this is the one opportunity she probably has left to damage him. Mm-hmm. That's you know, all she, she can do. Is that's all she can do? I think, or is she going to endorse this him? Is the situation like, on the, the margin? I think she's. I think that's what she's doing. I think she realizes she can't win, and she is playing a super long game of anyone who pisses him off enough and then flips for him, he tends, he tends to take you in. I think humiliates you too. I think he's trying, she's trying to get the VP slot in the hope that if she can get the VP slot, then when he dies, he'll bury her in a shallow grave before he gives her a VP. (laughs) I think that, I think that is tip and sailed. I think what she is establishing her trying to basically position herself is to be, basically like a Liz Cheney or an Adam Kinsey or slightly sane, she's just going to end up on some corporate board. Let's just go ahead and say that her probably okay. her political career is over with, but she's not going to basically... Her political career is way oh, over with because oh, Republicans but, are hating to, her now. But to that end, she doesn't have any fur- any farther to go in terms of losses, in my opinion. Well, other, yeah, than, no. other than like own personal damage that she does to herself, but I don't think the MAGA base can do more to her. Right? She's reached no. maximum hate from them, so yes. she's She's kind of at a baseline with them, so she can only hurt herself by like she's pissing off well, regular Republicans. You got to peel. You got to do that. No, you got to peel away at the margins. That's where this is all going to change. And if, what's important here is that Donald Trump gives a permission structure to the worst behavior in a lot of Republicans and what gave birth to MAGA. He right. gave them a permission structure to engage in that behavior. She can give a permission structure to say you don't have to go along. You can do something else. And if she ends up peeling away some people on the margins, that's all it takes now. That's the way mm-hmm. everything is set up in our country. We're so polarized now that that's all you have to do. And, and that's if you thought. give people a permission structure to she, get out. She doesn't even have to endorse Biden, right? She doesn't no. have to go that far. She can just constantly tear down and say, I'm not voting for him. I'm going to write in someone else, right? And and just push maybe that slight margin of, of, of Nikki voters out there across the country at this point, even in the who can't vote for Biden but don't want to vote for Donald to do a write-in of Nikki. Well, there's an exit poll. There was an exit poll in New Hampshire that basically stated, and I was listening New to Hampshire Mike Madrid. Democrats and well, but here's the, I listened Biden. to I listened to Mike Madrid talking about the numbers on the Politicology podcast. He was with the Lincoln Project, and he was talking about the fact that when it came down to the numbers in 2020, they have doubled in the number of Republicans who are willing to go somewhere else and don't want to vote for Trump. Which means that, and he thinks the number will down, but even with that number, what it means is, is that there are more people who are sick and tired of it, and they don't have to vote for Biden. If they sit home, that's good enough, to be quite honest. And he can't afford for that. No. No, I mean. This is true, but I don't think, I think. I think Nikki come out with a last week endorsement of Biden and, and do any damage there. I think the bigger problem is, will he try to. Will he push his supporters if he starts to not get that nomination? Will he support uh, push his supporters to like you know what just bring up arms? Is he that dumb? And I think he is. No, if he loses the Republican or if he starts wavering on that, he'll he'll just he'll, form his own third. 
He'll well, pull himself third. But I'm talking about Casey's talking about political more. violence here, and I do think well, that it's what's I'm, dangerous I think about he will. Well, here's the thing that's We've dangerous. We've already had it. We've well, yeah, but no, no, it. we did. But here's the thing that's <laughs> dangerous about Trump. Trump plays the game like a mob boss. He won't say it. He will hint at it. Yes. And then somebody, and he will leave it to somebody else to carry it out. So Trump you, is a that's character in every Grand Theft Auto. Let's be honest. Big, big, big <laughs> I mean, he, that's what he is. He literally, I mean, Roy Cohen, his mentor, protected mob bosses. He learned to play, basically play in a god in a, a mob boss like way. It's how he will, if he gets elected, that's how he will behave. It's right. how he's going to be behaving this whole way because that's right. the only thing he knows growing up. To be quite honest, that and his father's ruthless tendency for business, and he's not even that good at that. So, I mean, back to poking the bear though. How much? Let's let's ask the question now. Does she drop out and endorse him? Does she keep going? I actually hope she doesn't endorse him, even if she drops out. I think, I it's think a strong she, chance. I think she will endorse him because it's the only way to save her career. What, what's and, left to save in the Republican world, though, for her? But I think if she wants to go into the corporate world and be like a lobbyist or something, I think she still needs some Republican like thumbs up. I think she's going to have to save it. Also, the amount what? of death threats she will get regardless just because she's running against him she's gonna need to help tie that let's let's say she does a fadeaway could that be possible i mean what's the turnaround statement she makes to to come to come full circle and, and make them like her again she's gonna have to get up there and kiss the ring live on a, oh a it'll rally. be humiliating utterly. she will have to actually drop out at a rally she'll have to go to TV. a rally at and drop rally. out and then give him a hug and, and endorse him right there all right so yeah. Good one. So I think we'll be continuing a little bit of this since we know I, I know a little bit about what Eric is talking about. So f- excellent. Finally, topic three, Eric, go. All right. So late this week, this past week, uh, for us at least, listener, I don't know about you, but uh, on I think it was the 26th of January, let's say, Biden came out with a pretty bold statement uh, that he would shut down the southern border if there were uh, a Senate a bill were to pass allowing essentially kind of stricter border policy and stricter kind of border um, regulations, but still some room for a a smaller amount of asylum. The, the kind of long and short is at any, I think it's at 4,000 asylum immigrants uh, interactions. I think they called it a day, basically 4,000 different immigrants a day on the border being caught or viewed. Um, Then in that case, I think it would force, the uh, government to shut down the border, so to speak, and something like seven thousand. So it's something something along those lines where it, it, there's a harsher penalty. I forget what it is. It's not like not like death or anything. Um, but on average, right now, uh, or at at one point, the surge at least in the recent surges, there were like nine thousand two hundred or so um, interactions a day, and so it seems very likely that should we should we seek compromise for things like Ukraine funding and otherwise, we are going to be looking at a very intense border policy in terms of kind of Democrat views, at least a lot of times. And I'm curious to see the three of us now, I want to pose that up here where we know it's a problem. We know that we're having a lot of crossings. A, let's, let's break it all down. Let's break it all out like a big, you know, blueprint here. A, is it a problem? Do we actually think that there's a problem here? B, how bad is the problem? And C, sh- how much should Democrats and Republicans actually be working together to do drastic things versus just kind of the qu- status quo? 
Well, we quick. know. I went. I didn't. I didn't hear about this. So I'm sorry. What, John? We might have to go a tiny bit over the ten because I need mm -hmm. him to explain a, a tiny bit on what. So what did he say specifically? All right. So Biden said that he would shut down the the southern border when illegal crossings surged to overwhelming levels. Okay. Um, and it's essentially, like I said, the overwhelming levels. I knew, I want to find out if, if I have it. I had a different article up earlier than I was looking at. Yeah, I was trying to look it up while you were talking. But if we look at um. Because I didn't, I didn't hear this, but I was, I was sick the last couple of days, so yeah, that's probably why I missed it. So the long and short of it, essentially, is that this is kind of the compromise that Republicans or Democrats or Biden, especially, I guess, has been looking to make in in lieu of getting Ukraine funding as well, which is border policy that is is close to the Title Forty Two, I think it was, uh -huh. of the Trump era. Um, obviously, he let that expire in May twenty twenty three, so that's no longer active, but. This does go back to some pretty, I'm not going to say draconian, because I don't know that I'm fully against the measure um, from a political standpoint at the very least, but it does give Biden some pretty strong powers to shut, or the president in general, strong powers to shut down the government at what are levels below half of what you mean shut down the, the border. Yes. Nothing so that would be adding uh, border guards, adding kind of shutting down. You could still allow legal crossings at the legal border areas, but you would see tighter, probably um, um, military or, or um, un national guard. You know, I could see being called in sort of that sort well, of services that we saw like under so, Obama as well. So basically you're, what he's saying is to boil it down. I want to find more. About he that. realizes that Ukraine and Israel need money. And since the the GOP is blocking that at all costs until the border is shut down, he's willing to compromise and do some strict border policies to get money to help parts of the world that really need yeah, it. It's called it's called negotiation and compromise. Yeah. So let's yeah. look at this a couple of ways. You that's, bringing up that's a couple... I think where I was going more for it. Versus... Okay. okay, so you were bringing up a couple of times. First that of makes all, sense. So... Immigration in this pro in this country is a problem. First of all, because it was it's never been fixed. Right. It's yeah, been a broken system for almost the entire existence of the United States. It's never been a real system. Yeah, it's been a punitive and, system at that. And very it's much. gotten and worse it's been, recently. And it's gotten very worse in the last... Because they, they well, yeah, Republicans and Democrats refuse to work on anything to do it. Yes. Even when Trump had the Senate and the House all at the same time, they refused to fix the border. It's a polarization issue, and so no yeah. one wants to touch it. It's become like a, a third rail in politics kind of thing. Yeah. So the problem that really boils down to is that the current attempt to really do something was was cut short in the Senate because, of course, Mitch McConnell tried to kill it, or he may have killed it. Right. We'll see. Basically, because they want to let Donald Trump have an issue, and it's an issue that he never he keeps talking about, but he never actually does anything to fix it. Because the real, the real reason, the real ability to actually fix this is one: we need a federal immigration policy, and when we need to basically fund correctly, everybody needs to be a participant. All these little stunts by Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott as governors to send migrants to other places up north and just drop them in there is political nonsense because what it doesn't do is it doesn't actually fix the problem. It's just a way of being a jackass is what well, it is. I think that's the actual true border crisis right now is the when people are coming in to try to get the the, the broken legal system to get through. The, the asylum really problem way, is a that, problem. Mm -hmm. it, it's a problem because we refuse to fix it. It's a problem yes. of our own making. Mm -hmm. But they're exploiting it by human trafficking people yes, they are. to other parts of the country. So Republicans are forcing this. And when you have the, the trumped up news cycle that is making it sound far worse than it really is, 
that's a problem. What people are ignoring is when they go, oh, my God, Biden stopped or the Biden government stopped 5000 people from crossing the border today. Well, that means they're doing their damn job that the border patrol people yes. are stopping them. Like you can't go. We have a problem. We're stopping people from coming across the border. We have to shut the border down. But you just said no, you stopped. I, I well, don't, that's because I don't that's because that people like Ted Cruz want to cosplay. I don't like know they want to do. They're going to do something. Donald Trump cosplays like he's going to do something about it. They're not really trying to solve the problem because one, it's a problem that really requires cooperation, and it not only requires cooperation here in the United States. But you have to understand that the cooperation goes further. It goes to those countries where these people are leaving. Yeah. Eric, they're coming here say? because they want they have a crappy life where their lives are a danger and threat. And the, you know what? The United States has does not have its hands clean in how those things go down. And the problem is that everybody makes an issue of either we should let them all in or that's what they paint the Democrats is we want to let them all in or we don't want to let anybody in build a wall. And, and what you know what? Go ahead and just shoot them. Honestly, sometimes when I hear these people doing these really cool things, I think if Greg Abbott got permission to get away with it. If like if Dump Trump was reelected, he would shoot and kill them. Because oh, no, there's gonna be people... another one, but I mean, like, right, remember that first. remember that scene in American Gods? If you saw, I think it was in season one, one of my favorite and shall I say most controversial scenes where it showed some people trying to cross the river. And they're in a situation, and all of a sudden, a man named Jesus starts walking across the water, obviously doing a Jesus thing. And then there's some other people on the other side, the American side, who show up. And there's one man with a rifle with a crucifix attached to it who shoots him. Mm -hmm. And so I'm I like, what is that not a metaphor for? Yeah. You Eric, know? Eric, I want to hear what Eric had to say real quick. Sorry. Yeah, so I think he wants to hear my rebuttal to him. I, I, I do. I want to hear the rebuttal. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I want to so, just say before you throw your, I, I do acknowledge the system's broken. So, no, I, I agree with your idea that there is a certain amount of capture that happens and and you know whatever that i think makes it sound like you know over inflates the border uh, numbers to some extent but i i think also to that end i don't know that we're i think the numbers that you see are what either a what we're capturing mm -hmm. which means that there's how many more that we're not mm -hmm. you know and, and i don't want to use capture in such a negative way no i don't know what you mean but like we're we're documenting we're, yeah we're counting how they use it in the, the article i said yeah, yeah. Uh, so encountering versus, you know, the number that we're not encountering, but are still crossing. Right. Um, and then, or there's the other factor of like that number is a, is kind of a model number based on a percentage of that number. And then the idea that, okay, if we come to this amount, you know, these areas, then it equals, you know, that it, like the Steve Kornacki version of, yeah. uh, of immigration, if you will. And so I think that to that end, there is a certain amount a, of immigration that occurs illegally. And there is oh, a certain amount of immigrants that evade the system in general or get simple asylum at the beginning. And then because their court systems take two or more years, sometimes mm -hmm. they essentially go off the grid compared to where not maybe not off the grid, but not off off the radar at the very least. And so at that well, I mean, point, we're not even talking what's happening. Right. And we're so, not even talking people who are flying in on a visa sure, or just to come in sure. and don't go back or right. people who do come across from Canada they know we're literally just talking one small section right. of our border, but there no, is, is, a, is I, th I think the Southern sure. border is, is, is an area where there is far more issue of, of. of and I didn't even bring up climate change. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think my, my, my biggest point is I think Republicans are blowing it further out of proportion than they have, they have reasons to do that is 
it is a problem though i totally acknowledge it but they don't want to solve it either that's the other thing right that's that's the other piece they They don't don't want to really solve it they just want to use it as a hammer to constantly beat on the democrats with it they don't have any desire to fix it and i actually would like to say i give a lot of credit for the fact that Joe Biden is someone who knows how to work with their people was trying, which I honestly will say this will be a heavier lift. But since McConnell decided to pull the plug on officially doing this, Schumer could force it. And maybe he pulls in some Republicans who actually still in the Senate who still want to do things. And you know what I thought was really fascinating is if the Senate does that, if the Senate does push something through. And I was talking that heard some people talking about them. They need 60. If they push it through somehow. Make the entire House Republicans vote against it. Well, they would, and then they would do but that. hang that around I, their heads. But see, here's the thing with the Senate issue that I have, which is that if they don't agree with McConnell, it's probably because they're in Trump's camp at this point. Yeah. And so, if they don't agree with McConnell, they certainly agree with Trump, which means they're not voting for it either way. See, I don't get why McConnell is doing this because you know what's going to happen. Even if he still, if he still stays in Congress, if they lose the Senate, they're forcing him out of leadership. Well, absolutely. Oh yeah, but I. I think well, even if McConnell he's done a lot it, of fucking great damage in their opinion. Yeah. It, even if that your idea went, John, I think somehow Trump or the Republicans would try to get it to the Supreme Court to somehow try to overturn it. But here's what I was going to say a minute ago on your the shooting. They just want to shoot them. I think they want to go a step further. I honestly think that if um, Abbott had his way, if Trump gets back into office, I don't think it's just going to be build a wall. It's going to be everyone who comes over here. Fine, you got pissed that we were um, mailing you back via like we're we're putting you in a plane and sending you back and just deporting you. Fine, we're gonna build deporting. a city right against the wall and we're gonna throw you in it. And they're just no, gonna I make think... a ghetto no. and they're gonna put no. people there. No. no, they'll just they'll just launch an attack on Mexico. No, they've I already talked they about a... that. Yeah, but I think they would That's do a ghetto concern. because then they would be like, well, we need the people to pick our fruit. And they would try to go into like the slave trade part again. I honestly think that's where they would go. Admitting the first part of that, which is we need the people means that you're not hiring Americans. Right. And so you've got to find, we've got to, you've got to show me the message that they have to, to go that direction because the, that message and the idea that you need immigrants and your, the immigrants are taking jobs away from Americans are too counter. And so uh, you really got to figure that out. It's not, but that's, a, that's a myth. That's a, that's like a, no, that's like a joke on South Park is what I'm it is. I'm not disagreeing, but that is, that is still a sentiment in the yeah, I know. It's not a true one. Among, among the MAGA base, especially. But they would make them, the MAGA people would be like, well, I don't want to pick fruit. So these people will. So make them pick the fruit. MAGA would be fine with that. It's MAGA. Well, if we end up in an authoritarian state, you're right. That's exactly what will happen. Well, isn't that why we have the fentanyl issue now tied to it as well? Well, yeah, but the fentanyl, most of the fentanyl's not coming in really from the border. The fentanyl's coming in through the mail. We know where that a big piece of that is. That one's coming yeah. across but, from... But what is the po- politics of mail versus the border? <laughs> well, yeah, but that's where I'm like, they, they're trumping it up and drumming it yeah. up in the news that's to cool. to make it sound like it's something different. I'm just going to go ahead and say that we are probably very much not done with this topic because there is a lot here that we can obviously circle back to at a later date. But we can all agree on the border is broken. Yes. Mostly yes. our own doing, though. And you folks, you just heard that from three people who basically are like center left people. So <laughs> we're not afraid to admit that there's a problem. But, we're not but that all group southern of states, all southern states. Yeah. And we're from we southern states. Southern. I've lived with, in with, Texas. With I lived in Louisiana. Yeah. And, but, I mean, like, and is, honestly, I will say right everybody. Here, Georgia Mexican food is the best fucking Mexican food. In oh, America. I love it. 
I love Hispanic. Uh, I just want to give me a Florida fucking giant human sweet tea any day. Mm, that Florida is human trafficking yeah. people up here to where I live now. So. Yeah, I know that that's something that's problematic. And I will probably get to that topic as well, too. So yeah. that being said, so that's our well topics done, for the week. So do we have any political predictions we want to make for the week? So yeah, anyway, no when, votes coming up, right? That's to say it's four weeks before the next primary. So. Well, I'll, I'll give no, you a political prediction. I, if Nikki Haley two. is still on the ballot, February I will be voting South Carolina. February I will be 3rd. voting for her in the South Carolina primary if she's still on the ballot, which I actually only think is in two weeks. No, South Carolina is, is four pulling weeks? up now. It's oh, no, it's on. No, the Republican the one. third. The yeah. third is that's South like two Carolina. Weeks. Oh no, that's Democrat. Democrats, Whatever. South Carolina. Anyway, I know. I'm pretty, I sure that, I'm pretty sure she had four weeks after. It's four weeks from the New Hampshire one. All I can say it's is that the, for what I can say here is you know the ballot. I plan to vote for her. That's my prediction that I plan on doing. My wife is too. We can do it, but we just can't vote in the Democrat. We can't do both, but we can cross over. I plan so, to vote for Nikki Haley in the Virginia election. South Carolina. I can, I'm going to confirm South Carolina <laughs> Ooh, is February 24th. On, the, on my on my topic. Or the other I'm going to predict to you, Eric, that my, here's another prediction for you, Eric. She won't be in the race in by the time Virginia comes around. So, I'm my, going... all right. So here's my. Go ahead, case with your. No, point. go ahead, go, go. No, I don't know mine. So go. <laughs> I made. I've made two. So go ahead. Somebody gets one. In I. Age. I think my prediction between this week and next week is Trump is going to have another slip verbally of cognitive nature some kind he's going to say something that is actually going to pick up some headway okay not saying that it's going to knock him out but it's going to be enough that everyone has to talk about it it's going to be something so bad because he's getting worse each time True. i think he's going to say something that everyone will have to stop even fox news will have to be like okay we have to address this one thing all right eric you got one I think Fannie Willis is going to assign uh, an independent counsel to serve on the Georgia case and step okay. away herself. I think I think there's a briefing expected from her by the end of the week, uh, probably likely will come out on Friday, uh, addressing the allegations against her um, around her improprieties with one of the special counsel attorneys. Uh, sorry, attorneys. Forgive me. Um Everything I've listened to and kind of read about makes it sound as though I think she could step away and there will always be a sense of impropriety now, but that still gives the case forward momentum. And, you know, I think they'll both have to resign, but that said, I think she can step away. Um, I think she will. And I think we'll get a special counsel on that case moving forward. All right. I'm good. So I hope that we have informed you or at least minimally entertained you, possibly scared most likely out of you. But welcome to the party. Let us all we're try fucked. to laugh together. <laughs> yes, we're, there we go. There's number first. We're up to four now. We're uh, going to, you know, laugh along the way here. Um, subscribe to us. We're, we're going to have a link to our new feed uh, in the notes. Please come along and subscribe and listen to us more. Like, comment um if you want to reach and chat with us at all casey is there a place that you wouldn't mind people chatting to you about politics you're still on x right twitter yeah we're still on x you can um shoot us i'm pulling that up real quick um you can find us on actually twitter i refuse to say x Um, not funny guys pod on twitter blue sky the not funny guys um and you know you can write in because we never um 
we never got uh, on our season one of this back in the day when we ran it a while back. We never um, set up an email for it because we didn't think we would need to. But So right now you can at least message us if you want to on email at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. Um, and we'll answer any questions you have that way also. So. And since Eric's on social media and most of the time I'm not on have, Twitter or anything. Okay. You got a place where you got Yeah. Yeah, come find me in the bar, buy me a drink, and I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> a good one. All right. Um, and if you guys want to follow, you can go follow me on Substack. I talk about politics sometimes, but feel free to comment on anything. That's esoteric by design at Substack.com. So until next week, uh, when and I'm borrowing this from the great Charlie Sykes, but I'm modifying it, when we will do this again and again and again. <laughs> until that time, good night, everybody. Good night, all.